Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in. Fellas, 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 today we're talking about the running back tiers. 50 running backs. I have 91 total ranked in the draft guide. You can check it out. But we're going to talk about 50 today because those are my top seven tiers. And for most of you, those top 50 will be in your 18 round draft 16. If you're going 20 to 22, there might be a few more. You can check out the draft guide for that. But we're going to go through my top seven tiers today. And these tiers, what that means is these players. If a player is in tier one, it means that within that tier, they're ranked. So I have six players, five players in tier one at the running back position. We can get into that momentarily. Let's throw them on the screen right now. So these five players that are on the screen, they're in rankings. As you can see, CMC, Zeke, Cook, Aaron Jones, Kamara. Those are my top five ranked running backs as of right now of this recording. And what the tier does is basically say, hey, I view these guys pretty similar. There's a gap in my projection for points from them five and then the number six guy and so on and so forth. So they're kind of bunched up together. Now I prefer one over the other, and that's where the rankings come in within that tier. So as you can see on the screen right now, it is tier one. And if you enjoy this video at any time, hit the like button. It really does help the channel, especially as we're in the middle of it. Three weeks now from the season starting. The biggest time for fantasy football season-long content. I appreciate that a bunch. So what you see here in my top five is nothing crazy. Zeke at two might be crazy to some people. This whole offseason, I've been talking about it. It's something that I like a lot. Dalvin Cook and Zeke, I think they're very similar players. 2A, 2B, even though it says two and three. Zeke, better offensive line. Zeke, better offense overall. Zeke, similar if not better pass catching capabilities. He was a top three running back before Dak got hurt last year. These guys are similarly aged. Zeke has less wear on his tires and also less injuries in his past. They're very similar for me. I get it. People love Dalvin Cook. I view them as 2A, 2B. But then number four for me is Aaron Jones. And Aaron Jones was my number four running back for a while. He jumped down a little bit when there was some concerns about Aaron Rodgers. But Aaron Jones is going to be firmly my number four running back and my number four overall player. He's been a top four running back in back-to-back -back seasons. Now Jamal Williams, who was once a 2019 top five graded pass catching running back, is now gone out of this backfield. A.J. Dillon will not be a goal line back. The Packers have never ran goal line backs. What the Packers do is they run rotating series. Aaron Jones will get two series, play 65 to 70% of the snaps, somewhere in that regard. And then A.J. Dillon will get a series. Aaron Jones threw 17 games, now has the upside to catch 80 passes in this offense. And he had 11 touchdowns last year in what was considered a bad year for Aaron Jones because he only had 11 touchdowns because Rodgers threw so much at the goal line. 17 touchdowns and 11 touchdowns in the past two years. If anything, he might regress upwards now as they start to run a little bit more based on just the law of averages in the red zone and the goal line. So that's where my top five lies. Alvin Kamara, there are some concerns for him right now in terms of what is this new offense? Is there going to be as many goal line opportunities? Is the offense just going to be one of the worst in the NFL without Drew Brees and Michael Thomas and an aging and, and lack of depth and aging offensive line? We shall see. So now you can see my second tier popping up on the screen. This is a little bit of a bigger tier. Six through 13 is on the screen right now. And Derrick Henry is my number six player. And if anything, he's going to continue to drop for me in PPR formats during this preseason if news comes out about other players. Look, Derrick Henry ran for 2,000 yards and 20 touchdowns two years ago and finished as a running back three. So no, he cannot be a tier one running back. The tier one running backs are the running backs that I think have very likely outcomes to be the running back one in fantasy because they're involved a lot because they're their team's goal line back because they catch passes the big one for Derrick Henry right again 2,000 yards 20 touchdowns finishes the running back three in what was one of the greatest running back seasons of all time as a pure rusher because he doesn't catch passes and that's the exact opposite reason why Eckler's at seven can catch a ton of passes Justin Jackson seems to be getting a a stronghold on the RB2 job out there for the Chargers it seems like though he's going to be heavily involved from a pass catching perspective to catch potentially 100 plus balls another name here is Saquon Barkley who they're expecting to be ready hopefully by week one but at the latest by week three I think he slowly gets worked into this offense at the eight spot in my tier two I think it's safe I don't think he has number one overall upside because of that offensive line because when he did that in the past two years ago when he had that number one overall upside it was with Eli Manning checking it down to him seven times a game Daniel Jones is checking it down to him barely four times a game 
since he started in games with Jones. We keep working our way through the tier two and top 25 running back video. It's already out. I'll link it at the end of this video and up right now as well. And that one goes a little bit more in depth in these top 25 guys. But Najee Harris, a three down back, has played basically every single snap that the starters have been out there for, or the quote unquote starters. Ben hasn't played in the preseason yet for this Pittsburgh Steelers team. And he's probably going to catch 60 balls with the upside to catch 70 plus three down back game flow independent we like that a lot we finish up this tier with a bunch of guys who i think can be top 10 running backs as they're very close to that ranking but there are some concerns antonio gibson in the preseason he doesn't play on the third downs jd mckissick comes in well we don't need a two down back that's why you haven't seen me say nick chubb's name yet that's why you haven't seen me say jonathan taylor although he's on the screen i don't want two down running backs i want guys who have three down capabilities like Najee harris like joe mixon now no giovanni bernard in cincinnati so that's why he's outside the top 10 same for jonathan taylor there's some concerns about wentz and nelson of course might miss a month to a month and a half in the season they're saying they're on schedule to be back by week one we'll see on that but either way he's still a two down back Naeem Himes projects out to be very well involved on third down situations so let's slide on over right now to my tier three again we're doing seven total tiers here these are coming off of my tiers my rankings my top 200s in the draft guide limited time offer to get it for free as an add-on by our sponsors prize picks you can check that out down below we'll help you dominate your draft beat your league makes bragging rights dollar skis, whatever you want the belt discount double check that shit i don't even know what the hell this was but do whatever you got to do so number 14 he starts off tier three this is a tier from 14 to 22 and again these guys are similar i could see the number 22 finishing as 14 for sure but not too much higher than that is going to be nick chubb nick chubb for me is a two down back kareem hunt is going to be the third down back and i don't really like kareem hunt because he's a one down back yes oh but nick chubb last year so this is what people tell me on tiktok in the comments on some of my rankings videos but nick chubb in like 12 games was pacing for 1600 yards and he had already 10 touchdowns okay he was he was overproducing so you think a player who was overproducing over expectation in a year he had a great year but he was exceeding that he was getting extremely lucky he was the luckiest running back in terms of how many touches well above average in the red zone converted to touchdowns zeke was the most unlucky so people say zeke stinks no he actually was just getting unlucky in the red zone that's all going to balance out zeke more touchdowns this year he ends up with 12 and nick job goes backwards to six to eight right so i love how people just think the the unsustainable pace is going to sustain for a whole 16 games and let alone another season nick chubb is a two down back you're lucky if he catches 25 balls this year i have him for 19. we keep going down this list deandre swift is getting just I mean, he's getting shit on this year because Detroit's offense is projected to not be great. I mean, it's three new wide receivers. Rookie Amon Ross St. Brown, Brashad Perriman, who's been nothing in the NFL except for two to three weeks when Mike Evans and Chris Goblin were out two years ago with Jameis Winston. And then Tyrell Williams, who's been banged up and out of the league for a year and a half and had one nice year with Phillip Rivers and the Chargers because of touchdowns deep downfield. So like, this is not a great offense. TJ Hawkinson and Swift seem to be the, the young, bright parts of the offense. I like Swift. Swift has a cheat code. Swift can catch 60 to 80 balls this year, right? I think we can see that happening. And yes, Jared Goff is no stranger to checking down to running backs. Just ask Todd Gurley a few years back. Daryl Henderson is somebody for me who will only move up as the preseason goes on. The preseason has showed us they don't want to play him. The Rams are not playing their starters, and Henderson is one of those guys. They're all in on him. They don't plan to add a veteran at cuts is what they're saying. Now we'll see if a good veteran, Jordan Wilkins, maybe gets cut. Maybe they add the depth. But right now it seems like it's Daryl Henderson's team. He's my running back 17. He's only going to potentially move up more to like RB15 range as the preseason goes on and we get more secure that they're not going to add another running back once the cuts happen and really there's three different times that there's cuts but the main cuts that happen towards the end of august and you can see the rest of this tier from 18 to 22 we've had a lot to say about miles sanders and montgomery i do think that damian williams is a threat to david montgomery believe it a lot or not damian williams who's now 30 years old did not play last year because of covid so he doesn't have as much wear on his tires but he looked fantastic in the preseason very spry much better shape much more dynamic especially as a pass catcher than david montgomery rounding out these guys is etn who i think has mass 
massive upside to catch 80 plus passes in that offense. Mike Davis was only going to continue to go down for me. There's no competition though. Like Javion Hawkins is an undrafted free agent. He looked terrible in the preseason. He's not going to be involved. You have Quadra Olson who's battling with injuries, but he's basically a fullback. Like honestly, he's like a 20 pound lighter fullback. He doesn't really do much. So Mike Davis is just the only option there in an offense that is going to probably pass a lot, has a sketchy offensive line. So that's where he has some upside. But J.K. Dobbins is one that I've been getting some pushback on. And I understand it. People like the exciting second year player in a run first offense. I just question how run first it's going to be once you see Marquise Brown healthy and Rashad Bateman back and healthy in September in this offense. But not only that, Lamar Jackson is a mobile quarterback. And I had somebody say a comment, hey, Sal, you, you like Miles Sanders. Not too much. He's my RB18, but you like Miles Sanders, but he has a mobile quarterback in Jalen Hurts. Yeah, okay, I like him. He's a four-spot difference, but Miles Sanders doesn't have Gus Edwards, somebody that just gave a $10 million contract, somebody who's gotten better all three years, one of only th two players ever, him and Nick Chubb, to have 700 yards and average you know, five yards per carry in each of his first three seasons. That's Gus Edwards. And Gus Edwards lost 10 pounds heading into last year, and he wasn't this thumper back. Gus Edwards was a dynamic 218-pound running back last year. He would be one of the better starting running backs, definitely above average, in the NFL. So that is why I don't like Dobbins. Not just because Lamar Jackson has set a record for red zone rushing attempts in the last two years as a quarterback, not just because of that, but because Gus Edwards is a legitimate committee running back in this offense. That's a concern for you. And if anybody drafts him as a top 15 running back like they are, I don't really see massive upside for Dobbins there. So now we head into tier four. If you're still enjoying this video, please do hit the like button. And if you want, hit the subscribe. I really appreciate you joining the community over here. So tier four is a weird one. It's only three guys because I think that these three guys are, they have pretty firm grasps on a role in their offense. Chase Edmonds, Kareem Hunt, I think they project out pretty similarly. And then Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs is basically like the poor man's Nick Chubb right now, right? Josh Jacobs is going to get first and second down work. They bring in Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake is now one of the top 10 running backs paid in the NFL after this past off season. So he's going to be heavily involved not only as a pass catcher in third downs, which is basically the role they've been giving him in camp, but also on some second down, first downs, and some series. So now you have Josh Jacobs, who's a worse runner than Nick Chubb. I think we can all agree on that. Not terrible, but a worse runner than Nick Chubb. And what looks to be behind a much worse offensive line compared to Cleveland's for Nick Chubb. They blew up everything. They got rid of everything. They had one of the best offensive lines heading into last year. And they trade away some players. They cut some players. A guy goes to the Seahawks. A guy goes to the Patriots, and they just lose every single piece on their offensive line. And now he's not going to catch passes. I am for under 25 receptions this year. So that's why Josh Jacobs is at 25 as a guy who last year was a borderline top 10 pick for a lot of guys. Worse offensive line, and now more pass first offense, and Kenyon Drake competing. And once Jalen Richard comes back, who's dealing with injury, that's another pass catching running back you have to worry about. So that's where I'm at with these guys. That's my top 25. So we're halfway through right now as we get into tier five, six, and seven. They're bigger tiers. They're larger tiers because a lot of these guys are in similar situations as maybe they can be that running back on their team or they're in a pretty even 50-50 split. And let me know right now who in this range, like after your top 25 running backs, who is that main running back that you're targeting in drafts or maybe you haven't done too many drafts, mock drafts, whatever it might be, hopefully you're hoping to get in this range as your RB2, 3, 4, whatever it might be. So you can see tier five is on the screen. It's 26 to 31. It's six running backs right here. So this is a pretty firm tier. I think this is a very exciting tier. And there's a chance that the, the top guy in tier six is going to make his way into this tier because I think he profiles out a lot like Gus Edwards at the end of this tier. But you can start with Damian Harris, who honestly, I'm lower than consensus on him. He's going as like a top 24 running back. He just doesn't have pass catching responsibilities. They re-signed James White for a reason. He had a 17% target share last year. So again, a two down back who is this supposed to be a run first offense, improved one of the best offensive lines in the league. They give the two highest contracts, two of the highest contracts ever to free agents, both on back-to-back -back days in Hunter Henry and John Smith. So they're going to try and run the ball more. So he should have a solid role. Miles Gaskin is the big one here. Miles Gaskin continues to drop for me. He was my running back 20 
to start the year. Then he went to 24. And as recent, thanks to the first preseason day, he is now my running back 27, and I'm getting a lot worried. Every single time that there was reports and any interviews with the head coach or the GM, or the running backs coach for Miami in the camp, I was waiting for them to say, yes, Miles is our guy. They never committed. They just said we have a lot of great backs here, so that's a concern. They never committed to Miles Gaskin, a former like seventh-round pick for them, so no real capital for a different regime as well. They never committed to this guy. He was great last year, I agree, but we need to see commitment for this year. All they've done is bring in Malcolm Brown, who just asked Cam Akers or just asked Daryl Henderson, will take away your opportunities. Coaches love this guy, especially in the red zone, because he's a great pass protector. So they bring in him. They draft Jared Doikes. They get Salvin Ackman last year. So there's a lot of competition there. And now you see the preseason happen, and that gives me some concerns. In the preseason, Miles Gaskin only played 7 of 23 snaps with the starters. Now, again, it's just the preseason the first game, but Malcolm Brown started. Again, Malcolm Brown starting as a better pass blocker than anybody that they have back there. One of the better pass blocking veteran running backs in the NFL for Tua, who giving him more time is the goal this year. They drafted a bunch of linemen last year, this year as well. So that's a concern. Only 7 of 23 as Malcolm Brown started and played 16 of 23 of the first team reps. And they still have not committed. The only thing after the game was they said that we have three solid running backs. Salvin Ahmed, Miles Gaskin, and Malcolm Brown. We're going to use all of them. We're going to use all of them. So that's a concern. So he has to continue to drop. He's only going to continue to drop further past 27 for me. Zach Moss dealing with a hamstring injury, but he seems to be the clear RB1 ahead of Singletary in camp. I think it'll be a 50-50 split. Trey Sermon, there was no Raheem Mostert in the first preseason game, so it's hard to judge, but he did see eight of the 10 first team reps the only two others went to Wayne Gallman. I think Trey Sermon's dynamic, but again, this is going to be a mm, Wayne Gallman. We know they used two to three running backs there. Wayne Gallman or he most are, but this is the first guy traded up for and handpicked by Kyle Shanahan. Gives him some upside. And to close out this tier, some guys I like. Now, Michael Carter dropped a little bit for me because of the concerning stuff that we saw in preseason. And it's not a major concern. I wasn't expecting Carter to be a three down back. I was expecting him to hopefully be a two down back though. And he only played nine of 22 snaps though in the regular season. So he was basically for the most part, like a one down back getting some third down usage. It was actually Ty Johnson who saw 13 snaps with the first team offense. So this is concerning because Tevin Coleman didn't dress. They did not start Tevin Coleman because he sat with the rest of the starters. So they view him, a guy they got on a one-year deal. So they view him as a starter. Tevin Coleman does have ties to this new regime, right? The new head coach, Solomon, the defensive coordinator for the 49ers, bringing over the offensive coordinator from San Francisco, who was coaching Tevin Coleman and Mike LaFleur. So he doesn't start. And then even Ty Johnson sees more touches, a versatile back from college, former Detroit Lion draft pick. So that's a concern for Carter. He drops to my third RB30. And Gus Edwards continues to rise because I think Gus Edwards sees 10 to 12 opportunities per game, should get some nice red zone work, maybe even lead this team outside of Lamar Jackson in red zone carries. I think Gus Edwards is solid. Now we move into my tier six, and this is going to be a really big tier, as you can see. And the first guy in this tier is AJ Dillon, and he might actually move to tier five for me behind Gus Edwards. It's basically the same thing, but I do view him in that same vein as the Michael Carter, Trey Sermons, as he's definitely not in a committee, but he has a role in this offense. And that role is just going to be touched the ball six to eight times a game like Jamal Williams did last year. Jamal Williams and each of the past two years did not stop Aaron Jones from being a top five running back and I don't think AJ Dillon will either but Jamal Williams did have some nice serviceable weeks now Williams is a better pass catcher by far and away than AJ Dillon and definitely a better pass blocker so they're not the same player but the opportunities to touch the ball six to eight times a game maybe some in the red zone will be there for AJ Dillon as you slide down now so this is again a big tier 32 to 44 as you slide down now you get to these Denver backs and you might have said how is Javante Williams not said yet this is a top 30 running back now you have Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams here it's hard to judge Javante Williams because Melvin Gordon didn't play in the first preseason game Javante did see 10 of the first 17 snaps, the second round pick that they traded up for to get, and Melvin Gordon is in the final year of his contract. Melvin Gordon is a borderline top five paid running back in the NFL for this specific year. Yes, that is true. So he's going to play in this offense. He'll probably start the year off. At the very best, Javante Williams in the second half of the season can maybe start to usurp 
Mr. Melvin Gordon. But second round pick running backs don't usually have the greatest track record of being able to do that. I mean, Cam Akers did it in the final month of the season last year, which for fantasy football is not that great because he's doing it when it's the postseason and he's not helping you get to the postseason as who Javante is going as like a fifth round pick right now. Jonathan Taylor was able to do it, but not until the final four to five games of the season. And he was busting up until Marlon Mack got hurt early. So he needed some things to happen. Miles Sanders was able to do it, but not until the final four to five games of the season two years ago, right? So this is the concern that you're going to run into. Dobbins didn't do it until the final three to four games of last year. So when this happens for these second round picks with veterans being paid, put in front of them and no veteran has been paid more than Melvin Gordon in those examples I gave you, it's a concern for Javante Williams. I think the rookie hype is getting a little bit too high. I don't think it's high in Trey Sermon because Raheem Mostar is not getting a massive contract. He's on a team-friendly deal. I don't think it's high for Michael Carter because, well, I mean, let's look at what's in front of him. A one-year deal for Tevin Coleman. It's not high for Travis Etienne because what's in front of him? An undrafted free agent making no money in James Robinson. This is a different situation. So I have Gordon one spot, basically neck and neck right now. I think they're going to finish very similarly. Gordon one spot ahead of Javante Williams as it stands. We keep going down and Robinson's actually moving up James Robinson. He's still getting the first and second down reps in camp. Now, I think this will start, but I don't think it will last because I think Travis Etienne is one of the best running backs we've seen come out in the past five to 10 years of the NFL draft. Yes. Najee Harris, Saquon Barkley, Jonathan Taylor. These are all the running backs that Outside of those guys, I mean, Travis Etienne's right there as the next guy in line in the past decade. But James Robinson's coming up just because I'm lowering some other guys. And Robinson goes from 42 to 37. I lowered a couple other guys. He came up a couple spots just because of the nice buzz he's getting in camp. Now, as we keep going down this list, you can start to see James Conner on here, Ronald Jones, just some guys in running back by committee. He's not really interested. David Johnson at running back 40, I want to point out, because he's only going to drop for me, if anything. He only saw two of 10 snaps with the first team offense in Tyrod Taylor, Philip Lindsay. The other guy they just brought in saw the other eight. Mark Ingram didn't play in this game. Mark Ingram was basically brought in based on the contract that he got to be like a locker room guy. I don't think he sees too much work there. They need to change the culture for sure in Houston. So that's one way to do it. But they're saying in camp that David Johnson, who saw his only two snaps run third downs, is kind of being used as this like third down satellite back, a role we've really never seen him in. If that's the case, he's going to continue to drop for me to like run, running back 50 range, right? So I'm not really too interested. Although he's at 40, I want to see more than just 10 preseason snaps. I want to see more than that, especially if we get any news moving forward through camp. As we go down more, Kenyon Drake, who I think has a nice role in this offense. Jamal Williams, these are clear RB2s in their offense. Naeem Himes, clear RB2s with Marlon Mack coming off older, coming off of an Achilles tear. No running back has really ever came back from that. We don't really have a large sample. Deontay Foreman, over a large sample of starting running backs, so we'll see. And then Latavius Murray. So at the end of this tier, the end of the six tiers, is the set in stone, pretty solid RB2s who have good work on the ground and probably no matter what we'll see five to seven touches a game and now we get into my final tier and as we get into tier seven again i have 91 running backs ranked I've, i'm going to do the same tiers my top 50 players whatever tiers that ranks for wide receivers maybe we can cover tight ends and and quarterbacks in one video as the summer goes on but check out the draft guide down below again a chance to get it for free a bunch of stuff in there player analysis key statistics not only the top 200 but the tiers that i'm using i like to draft off those the rankings for non-ppr ppr all this stuff Check it all out. Updated daily as well. So people only update it once or twice for whatever reason. They write a written copy, which is pointless, doing all that work to not update it for all the news that we get. You can check all that out down below and see how you can get that offer. So now we get into the final tier, and it's it's not a big one. It's it's 45 to 50 here. Leonard Fournette was somebody that was a borderline top 30 running back for me at the start of just April, right around there, until Giovanni Bernard left Cincinnati and signed with Tampa Bay. Now Giovanni Bernard, they're hyping up in camp to maybe catch 50 balls this year, basically taking Leonard Fournette's role. And what we saw in the first preseason game was these guys saw six snaps to starting running backs, two each. So they split them. But Giovanni Bernard was in there and he had two targets and two receptions. The analysis that we're getting is that he's basically similar to the James White for Tom Brady. Now, White had a much more involved role, a 17, 15% target shares. 
But, you know, it was really only one, one and a half seasons that White popped off in, in New England. We think it was like every single year. It's like one to one and a half seasons. So Giovanni Bernard comes up to me. He's now my running back 48. Fournette drops to 45. And those are going to get flipped pretty quickly if we continue to see this for more of the preseason. McKissick, James White, guys who have a specific role in their team, come in on third downs, see a decent target share, probably catch somewhere around 50 balls this year. Nothing in intense. They don't get any bumps up if guys get hurt. They have the same exact role. And then it's just straight backups like Alexander Madison. And the last guy who rounds it up is not a straight backup, but he has some upside, but he's in a three-headed backfield like we talked about with Michael Carter. He doesn't have as much pass catching upside. He's a straight line runner, basically. And he's getting older now. And it's Tevin Coleman on a one-year deal with the Jets. But those are my top seven tiers and my top 50 running backs. Guys who are just missing missing out on this, if you're curious, Rashad Penny, RB2 for Seattle. Jarek McKinning pushing for the running back two spot for Kansas City. Chuba Hubbard and Devontae Booker, backups for Saquon Barkley and Christian McCaffrey, Damian Williams, the backup right now for the Bears and David Montgomery. And then that's basically Devin Singletary, Ty Johnson, Philip Lindsay, these types of guys that are in committees. Philip Lindsay will move up and David Johnson will move down depending on the news and the more that we see in the preseason, really this next week out of David Johnson and Lindsay's usage. Well, that is seven tiers, 50 running backs, and that's where they break out. So this is going to help you a ton. Now the draft, your draft might be tonight. It might be a week or two away. The season starts in three weeks. So this stuff will change for sure based on the next two weeks of preseasons, whether it's injuries or just what we're seeing in preseason and coming out of camp. So I will update it for all that. If you want to see these updated tiers and my top 25 running backs, I'll leave a link down below to always get my top 25 running backs updated. If you want to see the top 50 and top 91 running backs that I have ranked at all times, along with the rest of my stuff, check it out in the Supreme Draft Guide down below. Limited time offer to get it for free. F-R-E-E free down below. Thank you for tuning in. If you have a chance, hit the like and subscribe button and check out the rest of the videos on this channel. We have a fantasy football 2021 playlist that will help you dominate your drafts and smack around your competition. Thank you, everybody. The next video will be the wide receiver tiers and it'll be coming out tomorrow. So I cannot wait to see you all there.